0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Welcome to Strategy and the Virtual Controller Podcast. My name is Damian Grayhead. I'm sitting here in Sydney, Australia. My co-host, Penny Breslin, sitting in sunny San Diego. Penny, how are you?
1: I'm doing okay.
0: Just Uh, okay.
1: May gray, but it's okay.
0: I like it. um, I've lost count in terms of where we are. I think we're up to episode eight now, and uh, I think we're now getting to a point where we've got our momentum, so I think I'm probably going to stop counting – uh, the number of episodes because I will surely lose count. So that's that's really good. Guys, um, satvc.co is the website. You can go there, uh, download any articles, find information about Penny's book on, on becoming that virtual controller. Uh, and also any of the articles that we discuss uh, um, during today's podcast, this episode, they'll be up on there as well. So satvc.co. Uh, and you can also find our LinkedIn profiles and whatnot. So if you've got any questions that you do want to send us, that you do want to ask us, uh, shoot those over. And, and Penny, that's really the topic of today's conversation, Uh, an email that you got from one of our listeners. um, Following that episode, we discussed about problem team members or maybe not problem, Or let's call it what it is, problem team members um, that have been sabotaging uh, your efforts to make the changes that you that you've identified so penny um, share that email with us. or oh, not obviously don't share that email with us but but um, what what what, uh, what did you get in in your LinkedIn inbox?
1: Well it was um, they wanted to talk about something that uh, I was aware of in their firm and uh, that. I was aware of because we had been doing work for that firm and I knew there was it, sabotaging. It wasn't in a way of like, you know, we've, I've had people go in and change transactions that my team has done. And, um, and you come back later and they go, look at, they did this wrong. And I'll go back, look at the audit trail. We actually didn't do it. We did it right. Somebody deleted, changed it, edited it after the fact. Okay, fine. This is more of a. Um, this one was mu- much, much different. It was uh, this person telling us, "Don't ask the boss anything. Don't include the boss in anything. The boss really doesn't care, and the boss isn't important." and um, And and I'm the I'm the person you have to talk to.
0: Well, Penny, let's take a step back and let's give a little bit of context. Okay. How big's the? Uh, obviously, not any uh, identifying information, but how many people? What are the types of services that they provide? How How do you at Money Penny work with this firm as well? Because I think that's a really important part of this story as well.
1: We just, you know, for this this particular firm, we're just doing the bookkeeping and payroll for their bookkeeping and payroll clients um
0: how many team members in the firm pardon me how many team members in the firm
1: on their side god um i think total there are about 15.
0: okay so nice size firm um Mm -hmm. and traditional tax and accounting type Mm -hmm. firm yeah
1: yeah 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 Yep. okay
0: okay Okay, good. So I, I just wanted to get let people um, get a bit of a better understanding of the the types of firms A that you work with, and and B the the the, the problems that um, that do arise uh, within these types of firms. So uh, back to the back to the story.
1: And um, so they, um, I was actually getting ready to fire. <laughs> I was actually getting ready to fire him as a client because it was just it was it wasn't nice. It wasn't fun. It was you know. It's got to be fun for everybody, um, and uh, it it was non stop drama for no excuse me effing reason, and um so I just kind of like held back, held back, and then uh, I got the message from the owner partner in LinkedIn after he heard the. Uh, uh, podcast. And he goes, hey, I need to talk to you. And I'm going, why are you doing this through LinkedIn? God only knows. He goes, I need to talk to you. So we did a Zoom meeting and uh, he said, uh, do you have a problem with somebody in our firm? So and so and so. And And I went, well, yeah, (laughs) we do. I've brought this up before. I said, it's kind of like, you know, Einstein saying, you know, do the same thing over and over again, expect different results. That's kind of what I'm feeling is this is insane. Why bother? And uh, he said, well, I just lost a 17 year employee because of this other person. And I said, and this other employee said this, didn't they? He goes, absolutely. That's exactly what they told me. And I went, yeah, enough said. I said, what are you going to do? And, uh, I mean, it's, this, this employee had made themselves integral to everything. Well, just don't worry. I'll take care of it. Don't worry. I'll take care of it. And then whatever they took care of would fall apart. and would always be somebody else's fault. And, um, and, uh, I said to him, I said, if you're going to do this, uh, you're going to lose some clients over this uh, because she has, you've allowed her to be the main contact for all the clients.
0: And Penny, do you think that, do you think that this person had had sort of um, given over control, had given over authority to this person or, oh, yeah. or had, had this person just, and, and maybe not willingly, but un- unknowingly had essentially um, defaulted control, Control. I'll, I'll put that in inverted, uh, well, inverted you know, commas. You,
1: there was, yeah, the defaulted control. Um, they had established uh, workflows. They used an online uh, workflow tasking software, but the partners didn't get in it. Um, they never looked at it. Uh, they just dictated that everybody else use it. I mean, there's, there's accountability here on everything. Um, they There is is an old saying by somebody I know from a long time ago I used to say this and I didn't agree with him on a lot of shit but I do agree with him on this inspect what you expect and yeah there was a um, there was a failure to follow through to see because it's easier not to see it than it is to deal with it and we're all human well, Penny, yeah. this
0: goes back to what we've been what we've been saying from the get go that it's one thing to put up on a whiteboard. Here's what we want to do, and here's what we want to be. But it's it's the, the the actual really hard work. That's that's the easy part. The really hard work is the next steps of getting the team on board, getting the systems, getting the processes, getting people following those. Um, and I, I, I think a lot of uh, a lot of business owners that that do accounting and bookkeeping, I think they they put the big vision, put the goals on on the whiteboard. Um, they, they, they head along to the conferences and they hear all the really exciting things and, and what's going on and choose the technology, but they don't bring the team along for the ride effectively. They don't communicate why they're making these changes and why they're using these tools. And the the, the, the team that's sitting there being dictated to they're not engaged. And, and that, that's really a part of everything that we've been talking about so far on, on our podcast is it's one thing to say, I want to change, but the really hard work is what happens next and bringing everyone along for the ride.
1: Exactly. And what, and the way I ended this because he wouldn't, I kept on saying, okay, you've said enough about her. Let's say what's what's our solution? And he kept on going back to her. And I brought up Einstein's <laughs> statement again. And I go, okay, now what's the solution? And and so kind of gave him some ideas on how to solve that, recommended um, that he send somebody who is going to take over this position, the person we discussed who could possibly take over the decision, to a conference that I know is happening in June in Las Vegas, um, the Digital Bookkeepers Conference. Because this is their bookkeeping division, and they do have 160 clients in that division, so it's not small change. Send her; I'll shadow her at this conference and allow her to drink the Kool Aid. And allowed, Is this just about, your way
0: of getting a, a free trip to Las Vegas, Penny? No,
1: I'm taking my own damn way. I was already registered for it. <laughs> no, <laughs> I've got three <laughs> of the clients that I'm I'm taking. I'm, I'm, I convinced them to send this person over. I'll go, I'll you know, I'll, I'll, I'll babysit them for you.
0: I mean, yeah, Penny just... i how just, to make just, margaritas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, so anyways... Um, it ended up in a, in, in, in a positive way, uh, but th- there was other things. Yeah, you're right. So get your people involved. Get them the buy-in. and But also, I have to do the same damn thing. I mean, I got to tell you, right before we started this podcast, I was sitting there going, oh, damn it, I've got at least a two-hour come-to-Krishna meeting with my team because <laughs> – um, You know, it's tax season's over. We're all getting back in and we're reviewing steps. And I'm going, you blew this one. You blew that. Okay. All right. Let's fix this. Okay. We got to reevaluate. And basically we have got to look at somebody whose position. They're doing a great job, but they're a little overwhelmed and they need help. And, you know, it's just going back and looking through, inspecting what I expected to happen and seeing some fails in that and going, why did that fail? It wasn't the person. It was just that they had way too much on their plate. It's time to delegate and split it up. But I will have an argument over that one because I know I've been here before with my team. No, 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 I can handle this. I can handle it. No, you can't. And it's okay because what you do is very, very good. And I really love the work you do. And what I would love you to do is... Take what you do very, very well. And that makes you happy. And let's take some of this other stuff off of you so that I know one, it'll get done 2 You'll be a happier person. And three, you'll get to train the person. So it'll get done your way. And, but I have the same problem I'm going to be dealing with tonight.
0: But yeah. also, Penny, I think you make a really good point is you've had this conversation before. Um, I, I think that's one of them, the, the, the prime roles or prime responsibilities of the leaders of these businesses is the repetition. This is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. And, and in this example, you're doing a wonderful job. Um, and we need to free you up to do more of that rather rather than than pile more of the the, the, the other stuff on you. And so I, I think just, again, going back to what we were talking about earlier is um, that I think a, a leader's job is repetition, 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 because... It, it's one thing to stand up maybe on at the, at the start of the year meeting or at the start of tax season meeting to say this is who we are and this is what we do, but you've got to repeat it uh, and, and really drill it into the team that this is why we're here, this is why we're doing business, and this is why we need to take this work off you so you can do more of more of the really valuable stuff, more of mm-hmm. the really value-add stuff um, and end. Excitingly, you get to train this person. We'll bring someone else in. You can train them. You can build them up. Um, but I think, I, I think we, we, we as leaders of firms, leaders of businesses, we sort of fall into the trap of thinking, well, I've said it once. It's on the whiteboard. So why do I need to? Why do I need to say it again? Well, we but I, re- I think repetition it, is critical.
1: We have to revisit it all the time. Uh, people, the, there's called scope creep. There's people creep too. I mean, you know, uh, you've got to, you've got to remind people. I had this conversation with a client uh, actually today on, um, uh, and this is not a, a, an accounting firm client. This is a business who has a CFO where we're doing the back office for this, for this company. And he said, well, I'll just tell him to do this. I said, no, you can't just create a task and say, do the task. You have to explain to them where the task is coming from. What initiated this task? What went on in the company that initiated the task? You're going to do this task. And the ultimate goal for the company will be this because you did this task on time correctly. And um, that's the, the benefit add. And so now the employee, when they do that task and go, I know why the task is being done, which gives them a little bit more ability to think about why they're doing the task because some tasks, especially in accounting, they don't always, or in any business, they don't always follow through exactly the way you present that task to be. And so it allows them to think, hmm, this isn't working. I know where it's coming from. Maybe this isn't why. They think outside the box a little bit. And also if they know the goal of the task, they see themselves as part of the solution, and therefore they get a good feeling at having completed that task rather than, oh, just check that one off. And yeah, that'll take care of them. That'll get them off my back. You don't want that kind of an attitude. You want this is what this is where this is coming from. I'm gonna do it. And when I do it, this will be the positive effect for everybody involved. And so you can't just dictate. Use this application. There's a lot of good apps out there, but give them the reason why you're using the app. I'm taking, this, I'm taking this extra hour of your day that you spend doing this stuff, and I'm giving you an app to use it. I'm going to give you the time to train in that app. I'm going to give you the space to learn it and get comfortable with it, because at the end of the day, you'll have an extra hour to do either the things you love for this company and that you do well, Or maybe you'll just be a happier person and eventually you'll do things better and you'll do more you like for the company. In the long run, it's a win-win for everybody. So if you don't pay attention to the drama that's going on, you can't find those good things that are happening that you can signal out. All you see is the drama and you get to the end of the season, you get to the end of the month. You, you look at your company, you look at your firm, and you go, why am I even doing this? And that's not a happy place to be. And I just had one too many of those conversations this week. <laughs> and it was weird that this guy had to come in through LinkedIn to talk to me and going, how come you just didn't pick up the phone and call her? Why didn't you just email me? He goes, I don't know. I just, I'm really uncomfortable with this whole situation. And I know how he felt.
0: And, and I, I think it I think it's letting that drama fester and particularly drama within the team and not calling it out. And and I, I think if if we sort of um, dig deeper into okay, we've identified a problem and <laughs> I don't know how many firms I've worked with that have a problem child within their firm, but for whatever reason the the the, the firm owners, the firm leaders, I don't think scared is the right word, but they're scared to, to remove this person from from the organization because they, they think that they play a far more important role in the firm than they actually do. Whereas what we've seen is more often than not, when firms make that very difficult decision, well, actually not difficult decision, but easy decision to get rid of that person nine times out of ten the the firm the, the, the next week the firm's um, has bounced back very quickly and and people are sort of coming to you saying, oh thank God why didn't you do that sooner um, really? and, and that really is 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 what we see is if you let that cancer grow within the firm and you let that drama um, continue to grow, it's going to completely, um, hinder your ability to implement any of the changes that you want. And, and it's, it's very much that's, um, that, um, it's not Steve Collins. What's his name? Uh, where we've got to get that person off the bus. If they don't want to be there, we've got to make that difficult decision to get them off the bus. If they're causing drama and, and causing anxiety and angst within the firm, we've got to make that tough decision and get them off the bus. Um, so this, we do and
1: in this yep. case, this firm lost another person who had been with them for multiples of years. And exactly. she, she gave him exactly the reason that I gave him. He goes, he goes, I said, this is what she said to you when she, he goes, exactly. how do you know she said that? And I go, cause I've been wanting to say that for the last two months. Mm. <laughs> and, and it's just, um, but you haven't wanted to listen. And, uh, so, uh, it's, it's. But, the, but it also, it doesn't mean that everybody leaves and it doesn't mean that it has to be bad. It just means that sometimes people have to be told what's in it for them. W-I-F-M, you know, yep. what's in it for me? And so, and 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 we like to think that the world has changed and, and accounting has changed and COVID changed everything and we're much more digital and uh every everything's moving smoothly and we're all working with ai and it's it but that's not the case That's not the case for um a lot of mid-sized smaller firms it is not the case for the smaller firm's clients they're in it and they're in a quandary on how to deal with it they don't know uh best practices they they do they, they all they've got is the procedure that they've used for years and years and years and all of a sudden you stuck this technology in it and you didn't look at the procedure and just wipe it take it and throw it out the damn window because you've implemented a whole new mindset on how you're working where you're working the applications you're working that means every bit of your procedure has to change including from the moment you walk into that location where you're working at if it means you're studying your house or you're back in the office, you have to change everything then. And And if you don't
0: communicate why consistently.
1: Then they're never going to do it. Yeah. If you don't communicate a benefit, and the benefit doesn't always have to be for the individual person. The benefit can be for the team. The benefit can be for the company too because, you know what, good employees really like working for you and they like their company and they're damn proud of their company. And that's the way you want them to be, but it's it was. I don't know why I got this one, but two others also um, that called me this week, and um, I know that uh, it's been a rough year for uh, a lot of firms. This has been um, like I, I was like I was talking to somebody. I said it's like tax season started in January of 2020, and it ended in May of 2021. Um, and we still have a ton of extensions to do. (laughs) We did, I I was just looking at our timesheets and going, Oh, look at how many, how many returns we did last night. And this is two days after filing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, uh, it just, yeah, I mean, it's, it's time. It's a good time to take a breather. Um, there are live shows. There are virtual shows. I do think that for those for those people in your firm that you really want to drink the Kool Aid, send them to these. Send them to the live shows. Uh, I certainly i I jumped on the first one that I saw come out. Uh, I I read what they were going to do, and I went, "Yeah, I'll be there." And uh, I talked three of my clients into sending somebody. And you know, it could be that I'll end up getting less business from them because all of a sudden, their new bookkeepers will say, "Let's try this," and I've seen that happen before." But you know what? In the end, everybody's a happier person. It, it works out for me too eventually. But um it's it's important that people be happy in their job because if they're not as evidenced by what happened here and in this firm, it was obvious that other people were feeling it too. And, and so,
0: Penny, in this particular firm, do you think that that this person had just taken control and basically thought it was their firm and thought they were running the show? Like, how, oh, God, how yes, does that happen?
1: <laughs> She's actually, she actually said that to me. Right. <laughs> and, I, and I'm sitting back going, oh, God damn. This is not going to be fun. And that's why, you know, it's kind of like I've been here before. It's a rock and hard place for me. And, you know, I just go, oh, screw it. Get rid of the client. <laughs> but, he me first. But, um,
0: but also I think as well, So now so now we know it's a problem um i think business the, the, the business owners they're thinking one of two things they're thinking oh my goodness this person has all of these client relationships that they're dealing with if yeah. i do fire them um, that part are the they, are they going to take clients with them
1: and, and we can i that afford that conversation and uh, and he said if they if they're that willing to go with her then let them go because she's not that good. We've covered her ass enough. (laughs) And, uh, and he had no problem with that. He had reached his limit. Um, having somebody that he trusted and that he had worked with for years, come in and say that to him and leave the firm because of it, uh, was an eye opener. And I think that, um, I think things will change. Um, (laughs) And and it's just a realization that he not replace her with the same with the same level of employee. That that's not what he was missing. The work that she wasn't doing well was not work that a bookkeeper could be needed to do, anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh,
0: But but I think it's just a realization that yes, you might lose some clients, and you've got to be okay with that, and that's going to be the cost of doing business, and. I mean, I realize this sounds harsh, but that's also the cost of you not paying attention. Yeah. Um, of, of you sort of and what
1: is it, what is it that delegating responsibility. Of people that we know from our past in this accounting industry have always said every year you got to go through and list your clients and say one, two, three, four, or A, B, C, D, or whatever, and mm-hmm. get rid of all the C's and D's. Just get yep. rid of because they're dead weight. Um, and, uh, and their clients that don't want to come on board, and and be part of the vision that you want to build, just let them go. Let them go. They'll come. Back. You know what chances are? They'll come back. When you tell and, them, uh, when you tell them you're letting them go. They'll go. Why? They go. Oh, yeah. you're a crap, client. <laughs> just like I do with this guy.
0: And and also <laughs> and if, if don't. they don't, if if they, I don't, I've I've. If, that was. That's always an awkward conversation, isn't it, when you're sitting opposite a client and you're like, look, we the firm's decided to go in a different direction and unfortunately you don't fit in that direction and you, you just see the blood drain out of their face and they're like, oh, what did I do? I'll yeah. change, I'll be better, I'll do this, I'll do that. And we're like, we, we, we know that a leopard can't change their spots so we yeah. we're gonna, <laughs> it's best for everyone. And and I, I think the other side of it is, you know, those firms that do do that methodically, like every one or two years where they say, you know what, it some could be pain in the ass clients, let's be honest, that they're getting rid of, but also that the vast majority of the ones that they identify, they've just changed and they're no longer the the ideal client for the firm. The firm's gone down a particular industry niche and this one's not. The firm, uh, they might be retiring, they might have been some of the original individual clients that they took on and and they just can't afford to service them. But, But the firms that do make that um, and, and and do that methodically every one or two years, they get rid of that bottom 20% of the revenue uh, of client base. Nine times out of 10, it fills up very, very quickly, either with additional services for the, the A's and B clients or just new clients coming through the door at that A and B level. And, and I think a lot of practitioners uh, are paralysed by fear that if I get rid of a person, they're going to take clients with them, or if I get rid of clients, I'm shooting myself in the foot. But it's almost as if you, you you've got to, at the end of the day, you've got to plough the fields and and you've got to you've got to create space and create capacity um, for yourselves to grow. And and this it's just a reality of it. Um, do it sooner rather than later, because as as you'll see, as you shared in your story, Penny. You'll lose valuable team members because you haven't made those difficult decisions.
1: Exactly, and that was that was the real difference in this conversation that I had that he actually had lost somebody that was good yeah. because of this other person. And you know, farmers um, will let 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 uh, fields lie fallow uh, in order for the field to rebuild its nutrients after. Um, a good healthy crop year it's it's sucked all the energy out of the soil mm-hmm. and they let it lie fallow so that it rebuilds up um uh you know as much as we all hate fires and um when i remember years ago my kids are little and uh we lived in casper wyoming and um it was horrendous fires in Yellowstone, and the smoke was all the way. You know, we were five hours by car from Jackson, and, uh, and we had family there, so we were paying close attention to it, and the smoke was all over the state. And then uh, I remember, you know, two years later coming down through Montana, through Gallatin, and into West Yellowstone, and we were amazed at the new undergrowth that came out. Uh, and how quickly uh, things rebuilt itself. Well, um, if you pay attention and you nurture your business, it can just be like mother nature. It, it will grow back. Um, you,
0: but you have to do it intentionally, Penny. You, you have can't, to do it intentionally. <laughs> versus, unfortunately, in this instance, uh, a wildfire, a wildfire has come through.
1: It's what people have done for centuries to yeah. rebuild their land is they've purposely and 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 focused in on on removal and i'm not saying get rid of everything but you, if you're going to change if you're going to go into a whole different mindset if you're going to accept technology at the level that it's being presented to you today in your firm every single thing that you've done in the past has to be thrown out out and reevaluated and brought back in fresh and new with a focus on the new way of doing things, and um, and 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 a, as in when Mother Nature rebuilds a forest, or uh, um, its new life comes back. But sometimes it's different plants. Uh, sometimes it's a different uh, animal that comes back. Sometimes there's a there's a, a mutation that occurs. So, I know there's that big.
0: wonderful story. There's that wonderful story. I think it's in Montana in Yellowstone where, um, 40 years ago they eradicated wolves, um, out of yeah. the national park and 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 they
1: thought they did, and
0: then they the but, but then that, but then they intentionally reintroduced them like 10 years ago. And the actual the the the, the forest and the, and the park has regenerated incredibly well and and and. It's almost as if the balance has been restored as a result of reintroducing wolves into the environment. It's a fascinating story. I'll dig it. I'll, I'll dig it out and, um, and, and add they, it to the show they, notes.
1: They, and there'll be people that'll be having a different one for you too, because we were a secondary location for that that wolf.
0: We right. Know. Okay. <laughs> 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 yes. There, there are always two sides to every story. There's always two Penny, sides to everything. Yeah. Patty, we we've sort of uh, on today's episode, we, we've we've talked about farming tech techniques we've talked about the role of fire and regeneration of parks i know i'm not about, an
1: accountant i'm sorry
0: <laughs> no but no no no, no. but I, I we've talked about sabotaging employees and 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 some difficult decisions that we have to make but actually one thing that i've gotten from this was was what you said uh earlier where it was you know after today's uh episode re- recording i'm gonna have to jump on the phone with the team in with the team and and and, and talk about tax season and I don't think a lot of firms do that. I don't think a lot of firms go through this after action review process where you actually say what worked well, what didn't work well, what have we got to change? Uh, and I, I think if I'm listening to today's episode, the one thing I want to take away from, I hope listeners take away is this after action review. I, I see I see some firms, um, uh, they do an after action review after every engagement, uh, where they sit down and talk about that client specifically. So that's, that's one extreme, uh, one, one, not extreme, one end of the spectrum. Um, I see firms that don't do it at all. And same as last year, it reigns supreme. But I think a, a really nice happy medium is, a, is a once a year after action review after tax season makes a lot of sense where we sit down with the team and we, we look at all the sources of data available to us. And we say what worked well, what didn't work well, who were the good clients, who were the bad clients, why, did the tools work, why, why not? And and now, uh, again, a bit like the that um, that client of yours that takes the team away um, each oh, yeah. year to sit yeah, down yeah, really. for a week and, and yeah. sort of focus, what are we going to focus on building um, in the coming 12 months. And I don't think a lot of firms do that. And I, I think for me that that's the real lesson from today. If, if it's if it's a people problem, if it's a technology problem, if it's a client problem, we've got to sit down as a team, as a leadership team, as as partners, and do this after action review. Otherwise, we will just let these problems fester. Uh, and just I'll just really... Yeah, and i will just rear their ugly head in two months' time, in four months' time, in 12 months' time, yep. when, a good, when a good team member leaves.
1: And it's Einstein's the definition of insanity.
0: <laughs> but also I think one of the other things is a, a good idea. Now, you talked about um, meeting some of your clients at this bookkeeping conference, and so that's the Digital Bookkeeper Conference, is it? I, yeah, the I first know. Time it's I've heard, I, about I it. didn't heard about it. I
1: hadn't heard about it. I got it through uh, – a. T- and I'm not big on Twitter and I, I just, there are only like a few people I have pay attention to and Allison Ball put it out there. And, um, I looked at it and it took me about 15 minutes to make a decision. I said, yep, I'm going. Um, and I'm not a bookkeeper or an accountant. I'm, I'm, but I liked the topics that they were going to talk about. Um, I can learn the technology, uh, But uh, the topics were good. And so consequently, um, I recommended that to a couple of clients who uh, I know that they had brought new people on board during the last six or seven months. And I said, you know, let's get them to be holistically involved in what it is you want to accomplish. And this is a good way because, first of all, you are not the, 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 the aspect of it is just meeting other people who are in your same predicament, who are at your same level of learning and who also have the same types of clients. They all have the clients that don't, you know, give you what you need when you want it. Uh, but so, I mean, it's just it's a great way to walk out of there feeling empowered that you can actually do the things that you want to do. So, we'll,
0: we'll, yeah. So we'll dig out the um the, the details of that conference and put them on the website as well. Yeah. Um, okay. but, but I've seen this work quite well, and and I saw this at a couple of the QuickBooks connects. I've seen it at Zero Cons and other conferences where the actual firm they come as a firm and yes. they they divide and conquer uh, okay. for the agenda, and then they get back together for lunch. They get to and they have a couple of nice dinners and all that type of stuff. So. In addition to a having a good time, b learning and the entire team learning, everyone here everyone drinks the Kool Aid at the same time, and and so the the conference is a great experience and from a professional development. But the really uh, what I've heard the really exciting stuff happens the week after when they get back to the office and then they plan out there that what the next twelve months looks like, what what oh, they're going yeah. to focus I on. Mean, like-
1: I, one year I got nine of my client firms to come with me and bring everybody on their team. One <laughs> when we took them to dinner, Andy North came to the dinner. Actually, <laughs> yeah. He's like, I can't believe this. I got to see this happening. And, uh, and it, it turned out to be really great. And I said, look, I said, don't try to learn everything here right now. Find the things that interest you, go to the vendors, go to the, the sessions that interest you. And then when you get back to your office, take the time to sit down and look at the apps that you liked and then do the demos. Don't do them while you're there. There's just too much going on. Just say, give them your card and say, look it, I'm really interested in this. Set up a time to do a demo. Once you get back to your office, there's just too much going on. And as uh, you know, you've got to acknowledge the vendors give them because they're there, but also spend a lot of time with the other people who are your compatriots who are at this? And I'm the world's worst networker. You'll find me at a conference sitting in a corner by myself. <laughs> but I, I like to watch how other people. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm a voyeur, I guess, in some ways. That's really weird <laughs>
0: to say that. We let it But I'm
1: I'm I'm really good one-on-one with you, but in, in a group, I'm probably not as um, as uh, outgoing. Anyways, uh, it. it it is a good way to do that. And that's the way I recommended these nine firms do it. Don't, don't hang out at these booths. They get crowded. Everybody's excited. You know what? Get, get a demo lined up for when you come back and do it as a team and decide, you know, yeah, this is an app we want to work with. Um, you'll have time to think about how it would work within your farm too before you do it. So yeah. Um, but, and I'm not and, and I'm certainly not getting paid by anybody or anything to recommend this particular conference. It's just it's the first one that's come up. There are a lot of others out there. But the thing is, you've got to give everybody a win-win. And if you're going to have a team, and part of your team is going to be the people that work for you, the part of your team is going to be a client. And the other part of your team is going to be the technology. The people that work for you have to be feel like they are contributing that they are be the, what they do is important and that at the end of the day they have a goal and they that they win and um that's just it works better that
0: way I yeah think. absolutely and penny I, I think that's a really good place for us to end today's episode um for, so um digital bookkeeping conference we will get the details up on the the website yeah, keep I don't an eye out for penny. The
1: URL is, I'm sorry yeah.
0: <laughs> I know, we'll have to go dig keep an eye out for penny sitting in a corner and, and and come and say hello I mean I must sorry just one one sort of um example I, I I've stood at the receipt bank booth for you know five six seven years. Um, and I'd be talking to particular uh, um, bookkeepers and accountants and they'd be sharing their problem with me and I'd be like, you know who you need to speak to? You need to speak to Penny. Let me go and find her and I will either bring her to you or bring you to her and, and you guys can because what you're saying um, is penny is the the person that can help you do this right. wow. and nine times out of ten Penny's sat in a quarter by herself um uh, either watching or, or talking with or talking with one of her other clients and 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 then penny very graciously does spend um a bunch of time with random people that i introduce her to to talk through the challenges uh that are happening in their firm because because i know penny's experiences um uh, uh Far and away, the the best experiences for people in the for people in this uh, this industry. So so keep an eye out for Penny at the bookkeeping conference. We'll um we'll get those details up, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, join us on our next episode of Strategy in the Virtual Controller. I think we're going to dive a little deeper into the advisory services yes. and really define. I know we've touched on it before, but we've had a couple of notices come in uh, from listeners to say, uh, can we can we get really into the, what is, what are advisory services? So we'll do that then. But folks, SATV. let me do that again. SATVC.co. strategy in the virtual controller. That's where you can find the podcast to subscribe, to leave a review, find the show notes, um, any downloads or links. Um, Obviously you'll find our LinkedIn profiles there as well. So if you do have any questions, feel free to shoot us those as well. But Penny, um, always a pleasure and we'll see you next time.
1: Okay. Bye.